Hey guys, it's me Ishita and today we'll be starting with another chapter of Matilda. That is, the name of the chapter is Platinum Blonde Man. So let's get started. There was no doubt in Matilda's mind that his latest display of foulness by her father deserved severe punishment as she sat eating her awful fried fish and fried chips and ignoring the television her brain went to work on various possibilities. By the time she went to bed, her mind was made up. The next morning, she got up early and went to the bathroom and locked the door. As we already know, Mrs. Wormwood's hair was dyed a brilliant platinum blonde, very much the same glistening silvery color as a female tight troop walker's tight in a circus. The big dying job was done twice a year at the hairdressers, but every month or so in between. Mrs. Wormwood used to freshen it up by giving it a rinse in the wash machine with something called platinum blonde hair dye extra strong. This was also served to do the nasty brown hairs that kept growing from the roots underneath. The bottle of platinum blonde hair dry extra strong was kept in the cupboard in the bathroom. And underneath the title on the label was written, Cautious, this is peroxide. Keep away from children. Matilda had read it many times with fascination. Matilda's father had a fine crop of black hair, which he parted in the middle of which he was exceedingly proud. Good, strong hair, he was fond of. Saying means this good, strong brain underneath, like Shakespeare, Matilda once said to him. Like who? Shakespeare, daddy. Was he brainy? Yeah, very daddy. He had masses of wear, did he? He was bored. To which the father snapped, If you can't talk sense, then shut up. Anyway, Mr. Wormwood kept his hair looking bright and strong, so he thought by rubbing it into every morning large quantities of lotion called oil of violet's hair tonic. A bottle of this smelly purpley mixture always stood on the shelf above the sink in the bathroom alongside all the toothbrushes and a very vigorous scalp massage with oil of violets. Took place daily after shaving was completed. This hair and scalp massage was always accompanied by a loud masculine grunt and heavy breathing and gaps of, oh, that's better, that's the stuff. Rub it right into the roots, which could be clearly heard by Matilda in her bedroom across the corridor. Now, in the early morning privacy of the bathroom, Matilda unscrewed the cap of her father's oil of violet and dipped three quarters of the content down the drain. Then she filled the bottle up with her mother's platinum bowl, blonde hair dye, extra strong. She carefully left enough for her father's original hair tonic in the bottle so that when she gave it a good shake, the whole thing like reasonably purple. Then she replaced the bottle on the shelf above the sink, taking care to put her mother's bottle back in the cupboard. So far, so good. At breakfast time, Matilda sat quietly at the dining room eating her cornflakes. Her brother sat opposite her with his back to the door, devouring hunks of bread smoothed with a mixture of peanut butter and strawberry jam. Her mother was just out of sight around the corner in the kitchen making Mr. Wormwood's breakfast who always had to be two fried eggs on fried bread with three pork sausages and three stripes of bacon and some fried tomatoes.
At this point, Mr. Wormwood came noisily into the room. He was incapable of entering any room quietly, especially as breakfast time. He had always had to make his appearance felt immediately by creating a lot of noise and clatter. One could almost hear him saying, It's me, here I come, the great man himself, the master of... Uh, sorry, he said, Master of the... House, the wage earner, the one who makes it possible for the rest of you to live so well. Notice me and pay me your respects. On the occasion, he strode and slapped his son on the back and shouted, Well, my boy, your father feels he's here for another great money-making day today at the garage. I've got a few little beauties I'm going to flog into the idiots this morning. Where's my breakfast? It's coming, treasure, Mrs. Wormwood called from the kitchen. Matilda kept her face bent low over her conflicts. She didn't dare look up. In the first place, she wasn't at all sure what was she was going to see. And secondly, if she did what she thought she was going to see, she wouldn't trust herself to keep a straight face. The son was looking directly out of the head, stuffing himself with bread and peanut butter and strawberry jam. The father was just moving around the seat at the head of the kitchen and when the Mother came sweeping out of the kitchen, carrying a huge plate piled with eggs and sausage and bacons and tomatoes. She looked up. She caught sight of her husband. She stopped dead. Then she let out a scream that seemed to lift her right up into the air and he dropped the plate with a crash and splash onto the floor. Everyone jumped, including Mr. Wombat. What the heck the matter with you, woman? He shouted. Look at the mess you have made on the carpet. Your hair! The mother was shrieking, pointing a quivering finger at her husband. Look at your hair. What have you done to your hair? What's wrong with my hair, for heaven's sake? He said, oh my God. Dad, what have you done to your hair? The sun saw the splendid noisy scene was building up nicely in the breakfast room. Matilda said nothing. She simply sat there admiring the wonderful effect on her own handicraft. Mr. Wormwood's fine crop of black hair was now a dirty silver, this time a... Uh, Time of a tight troop walker's tie that she had not been washed for the entire circus season. You, you, you have, you have dyed it! Shrieked the mother. Why did you do it? You fool! You look so absolutely frightful. It looked horrendous. You look like a freak. What the blazes are you all talking about? The father yelled, putting both the hands to his head. I almost certainly have not dyed it. What do you mean I've dyed it? What's happened to it? Or is it the same sort of stupid joke? His face was turning pale green, the color of sour apples. You must have dyed it, Dad. The son said, it's the same color as Mom's, only much dirtier looking. Of course he dyed it. The mother said, can't change color all by itself. What on earth were you trying to do? Make yourself look handsome or something? You always look like someone's grandmother gone wrong. Get me a mirror. The father yielded. Get me a mirror, the father yelled. Don't just stand there shrieking at me. Get me a mirror, the mother's hand back lay on a chair at the other end of the table. She opened the bag and got out a powder compact that had small round mirrors on the inside of the lid. She opened the compact and handed it to her husband. She grabbed it and held it before his face and in doing so spilled most of the powder all over in front of his fancy tweed jacket. Be careful! shrieked the mother. Now look what you have done. That's my best Elizabeth Adrian face powder. Oh my God. Yelled the father, staring into the mirror. What's happened to me? I look terrible. 
I look just like you are gone wrong. I couldn't go down to the garage and sell car like this. How did it happen? He stared around the room, first at the mother, then at son, then at Matilda. Who could have happened it? He yelled. I imagine, Daddy, he said quietly. Matilda said quietly that you weren't looking very hard and you simply took mommy's bottle of hair stuff or the self instead of your own. Of course that was happened, the mother cried. Very well, Harry, how can stupid can you get? Why didn't you read the label before starting splashing the stuff all over you? Mine's terribly strong. I'm only meant to use one tablespoon of it in a whole basin of water and you have gone it all over your head. Neat. It probably take off your head in the end. It's your scalp beginning to burn here. You mean I'm going to lose all my hair? The husband yielded. I think you will, the mother said. Peroxide is a very powerful chemical. It's what they put down to laboratory and disinfect the pan only when they give it another name. What are you saying? The husband cried. I'm not, not a laboratory pan. I want it to be disinfected, even diluted like I used to it. The mother told it. It makes a good deal of my hair fall out. So goodness knows what happens to you now. I'm surprised it didn't take all of the top of your head off. What shall I do? Will the father tell me quick what you will start falling out? Mother said, I'll have a good wash, Daddy. If I were you with soap and water, you'll have to hurry. Will that change the color back? The father, of course it won't. You tweet, the mother said. Then what do I do? I can't go around like this forever. You'll have to dye it black, the mother said. But first wash it so there won't be anything to dye. Right, the father shouted, springing into action. Give me an appointment with your hairdresser this instant for a dry hair dyeing job. Tell me it's an emergency. They have got to boot someone else off their list. I'm going upstairs to wash it now. With that man dashed out of the room, Mr. Wormwood sighed deeply, went into the telephone to call the beauty parlor. He does do some pretty silly mistakes now and again, doesn't he, mummy? Matilda said, the Matilda. Mother, mother, darling, hunt the number on the phone said, I'm afraid men are not always quite as clever as they think are. You learn when you get a bit older, my girl. So, guys, that was the, all for this chapter. Uh, this was a very great chapter. The name of the chapter was a platinum blonde man. And that was father, Mr. Wormwood. And don't try this at home. Don't do this to mommy or daddy because they'll beat, beat you. And I'm not responsible for anything that will happen. So, just stay safe, healthy. Till then, take care and bye-bye. And yes, don't forget to follow and share it with your friends. Take care. Bye.